Welcome to Quarantine in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 2. A shortage of wine, or sour grapes, or God is long distance. It is imperative in these times of plague to keep up one's strength. Every well-proportioned young lord, like myself, must be well-fed and drunk, uh, drink only of the best liquors to maintain his good spirits. Tuzan, are you taking this down? Yes, sir. To maintain your good spirits, though you've been known to enjoy bad spirits, too. Because every person can benefit from rigorous acts of self-discipline, I have imposed upon myself a daily routine. Every morning, without fail, I, Lord Corentin of Dahl, head down to the wine cellar. Unless you don't wake up until the afternoon, sir. Impudent scribe, I ought to... Go check on the wine cellar, sir? Indeed. Gurren, Lefren, you must help me get away from Elouan. The sun has barely risen, and already that bothersome craftsman keeps asking me to bless his tools. I know, I'm a brother, I took my vows, I accepted the cloth, but even so, my spiritual services should not have to extend to his hammer. There has to be some way to escape. Well, Brother Brannock, the sun is shining. Nightingales are singing, and it's a fine day for a picnic. Have you forgotten, dearest, that the forests are closed, except for walkthroughs? Indeed I have not. We can picnic within the castle walls, behind the conservatory. There's a nice patch of grass and sunlight. We can avail ourselves of some bread and cheese, a nice flask of wine. Sometimes you have the best ideas. Only sometimes. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm still here. No, no, no! Quarantine? Gorin, Lafren, Brannock, we have been the victim of the most grievous tragedy. Tragedy? Has someone been turned into a stoat? No! We are to suffer a fate that is even worse than stotification. But not worse than death, pray? Oh, brother Brannock, if I discover the culprits... They'll be hanged from the highest tower. They'll be roasted on a girdle. A griddle. What are you talking about? The wine is gone. Oh, that's all. Here, I thought we were all going to turn on each other, descend into mayhem and madness. Exactly. How are we to endure each other's company without wine? But Corentin, the cellar was full only yesterday. How is that possible? How should I know? So you didn't drink it then? If only I had, I would not be nearly so upset, knowing it had gone to a good cause. Also a good point. Hmm. Well, lords, shall we investigate? As you can see, all of my wines have been reduced to effluent. Yes, there have clearly been several breaches. You wouldn't have any idea how that came about, would you? No one has anything they wish to confess? Well... Uh, huh, well, there was that game of bowls down in the cellar last night, and the archery practice the day before. 
And of course we were playing with throwing knives that one time, but no, that couldn't have been it at all. Couldn't have been. Definitely not. Perhaps it might be salvageable. It probably just tastes a bit earthy. (sighs) We shall just have to do without. No, no, no. Gurren, fix this. Well, there's one simple solution. We'll have to venture forth to the Abbey. The Abbey? But that's far. Surely the dangers... Will be well worthy of us. Are we not the bravest of knights? Well, no. I'm not a knight, and you're not... Braddock, we cannot delay. Put on your best quarantine getup and saddle yourself a horse. This is a terrible plan. Never fear, Brother Brannock. It's not a plan, so it cannot go wrong. Servants, ready my carts. Gurren, let's go. Or I could stay here with Lefren. Have a few hours uninterrupted by screaming. <laughs> not a chance. If there's going to be an outing to the Abbey, I'm going too. Lefren, there's no need for you to endanger yourself willfully. Gurren, dearest, although there is no one in the world I would rather be quarantined with than you, I'm worried about the fate of everyone else. Really, there's no need. The Abbey was my home. Ever since I was left as an infant in the ash tree. The abbess is like my mother. The porter is like my father. Even the tree is like a parent to me, albeit a rather cold and distant one. I long to see them. Someone needs to stay here and hold down the fort. Nolan can hold the fort, surely, with you. Nolan can hold the fort alone. My love, what makes you think the abbess will simply hand over her wine? She'll be far more pleased to see me than you, after that misunderstanding over the well-meant censor. Yes, to this day I still dread her censure. And then there was the misplaced hellhound commotion, and the jammy manuscript incident. I thought it was an improvement. Wasn't the archbishop's face supposed to be read as a current? And we went to hell and back for that puppy. Gurin. Alas... You're right about the censor. And the jam. And the puppy. But you mustn't go alone. I won't be alone. I'll be with Gorinton. And that's supposed to reassure me? Gurren, the last time you and I were alone, you seemed pretty reassured. Maybe we should go. Just the two of us. Like old times. Gorinton, you make a very compelling case. I'm staying here. Nothing could possibly happen to me in quarantine so long as Brannock comes along. Maybe none of us should risk it. Brannock? Oh god, Elowan. Would you come bless my hammer? And my nails? And, and my measuring stick? Right, let's go. Godspeed, my loves. It feels like weeks since any of us has ventured beyond these walls. I wonder what the rest of the countryside looks like. Has it been weeks? I thought months. It's been five days, my lord and lady. I've counted. Ah, the fresh air. The smell of manure. Cabbages, cabbages, and more cabbages. Were there always so many cabbages? Oh, and look! A peasant approaches. Hey there, good peasant. What news? What are you doing? Don't encourage him. He might be transmitting the stoats. Oh, Lord. Don't even breathe on me, peasant. How can you still be spitting on the ground? Well, sir, this plague's not spread through our spittle, but through the glare of the stoat. That's complete dribble. We had a stare down with a stoat, and we're perfectly fine. Though, 
It might have been an ordinary stoat. In any case, I'm glad to hear you are keeping up your good work. We'd be afflicted by pestilence and famine if not for you and your fearless tending of the fields. Well, I wouldn't say we're happy being out in the fields. We've already lost Patrick and Julia and David and David's friend and David's friend's friend. Oh dear. They were all turned into stoats? They got better. Some of them anyway. Not so sure if the others ever will, but all we can do is give them time. Well, don't let us keep you, good peasant. Godspeed, lady and lord. Oh, God knows learning is so much easier at a distance. Yes, oh, lord, but can you give your people some relief, even from on high? Of course not. I need them, tending the fields. I can't pay them to hang about and do nothing. They might go off and become artists, and then everyone would starve. They can't tend the fields if they are stoats. If we take care of them... Our lord will turn them all back eventually. Hopefully. In the meantime, lord, can you forgive the stoats their debts? Their rents? Don't be ridiculous. I am the lord. Without rent and interest, I would be broke or worse. A peasant. There must be something we can do to help them. Brennick? Don't look to me, Lefren. I'm only good for prayer, moral support, and the occasional miracle. I'm basically out of a job since the Archbishop banned masses of more than one household. Well, Gurren and I wouldn't just sit by while this was happening. And yet that is exactly what you're both doing, at my expense. You're right. Of course I am. If you can spare us no expense, you can spare your people as much in our stead. Oh God, are you trying to drive me to the drink? I will if you give me the reins. Not a chance. I don't intend to suffer under your reign. The same way the peasants suffer under yours. Oh, fine, if it'll stop you harping on about the peasants. Honestly, I don't know what Gurren sees in you. And I don't know what Gurren sees in you. What are you talking about? I am the very model of courtesy, of poise, of grace under hospitable duress. Nolwen, what's this? I'm just pounding herbs into medicines, Lord Gurren. What a marvelous idea. Will your druggery help against the stoting? No. But stoats aside, the world is full of many more curable perils. We can't live in fear, but we can take precautions. That's what Brother Brannock would say. Only he'd say we can most certainly live in fear. Well, so long as Brother Brannock keeps saving more people than he kills, he's doing something right. I don't know how he does it, to be perfectly honest. But he has brought me back from beyond Death's grasp. Twice. Yes, we know. Death smiled at you, then said she wasn't through with you. Sounds like the beginning of a grudge, if you ask me. I suppose herbs are probably more reliable. Only if you're not already dead. But like Brother Brennick, I've saved more people than I've killed. I didn't realize you'd saved so many people. It's easy to keep track when the number of people you've killed is zero. That's fair. Wait, how many people has Brannock killed? Also none. That I know of. Oh, thank God. Although I do wonder, if he saved me twice, does that count as two miracles or only one? If it's two, Brannock's only one miracle short of sainthood. Well, Brannock would have to be dead to be sainted, so let's hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. True. And with any luck, Brannock will get at least one more miracle if he's around next time I die. I may not perform God-sanctioned miracles, but even Lafren owes me her life. If it weren't for me, she wouldn't have survived her first hours. I didn't know you delivered her. I was taken in by the very same parents who abandoned Lafren. Hang on, you, uh, you mean you're actually her foster sister? 
in the manner of speaking. We've only spent a day under the same roof before I hit her at the Abbey. Yes, she told me she was very grateful for that. Who would have thought her mother would consider killing her just because she was one of a pair of twins? Such superstitious nonsense is exactly why I became a wise woman. Well, Nolan, this druggery business is certainly thirsty work. Don't drink that! There's enough wormwood in there to seriously harm an idiot. How else are you going to test the taste? Medicine isn't supposed to taste good. Noted. Now, uh, what about that one? Why are none of these labeled? They're not finished yet. If they're dangerous, they should at least have names. I can help you label them. Don't you have anything better to do? Can't you go make passionate love to your wife or something? Sadly, no. She left me. What? And ran off with Quarantine and Brannock. Both of them? Those treacherous turncoats. Not that I don't trust Lord Quarantine to protect the others from danger. His pugnaciousness is second to none. Well, except for yours. Ugh. But where have they gone, and why? They went to the Abbey to get wine. That is the foolhardiest thing I've heard since Lefren and Brannock decided to go shrimping on those tidal flats. One would think the word tidal would have tipped them off, but no. Oh, you're right. I should have gone with them. And here I thought you were being sensible for once. At least they'll be safe at the Abbey. I'll always remember what the porter said when Lefren and I finally ran off together. What was that? You can always come back when your lands are invaded and pillaged. Not if. No, he didn't seem to think that our bliss would last. Still, nice of him to offer. Really, Corentin, I can't work it out. How did Gurin ever love you? Let me count the ways. Only perhaps you wouldn't want to know the details, lest they rouse your unseemly jealousy. I'm starting to believe that nothing happened if you're not going to tell me. I'm just trying to spare your feelings. Somehow, I doubt that's the case. But it will take more than feeble tongue-wagging fancies to divide Gurin and myself. Try me. I'd rather sit through an entire morality play with a herd of manticores. At last, the Abbey. Hello, anybody? Porter? Can you not see that our doors are closed? Of course we can. That's why we're shouting at you. Ah, Lord Corentin. Have the measures of solitude not reached your noble ears? Of course they have. But the world has become a perilous place. Well, indeed. The dangers beyond our walls grow ever greater. We should probably be retreating to the catacombs. We were concerned for your well-being. Lefren? Oh, it's so good to see you, my child. It gladdens my heart to see that you are not a stoat. I hardly expected such joy in these dark times. It pleases my soul also that you were in fine form. But, more importantly, we are on an urgent errand. We are in a state of spiritual deprivation on account of lack of wine. Oh, that's terrible. But... No reason to come to the Abbey. Our gates, alas, must always be open to the needy. You're not needy. But surely you must be able to help. We shan't go until you help us. We'll... We'll sing at you until you help us. A sharp threat indeed. Though it may fall flat. Well, if you won't listen to me... Greetings, my children! I am most disappointed to see you here. 
now on behalf of my Abbey, I must sincerely request you go home. But Reverend Mother, is there no chance we could get a little wine? Or better yet, a lot of wine? Oh, Lord Gurren already made off with all that was sweet yet tart in this abbey. He did? She means me. Alas, his finest hour. But we are facing a terrible shortage, Reverend Mother. And what? You think our Lord in heaven has given us an infinite supply of everything from protective gauntlets to stoke repellent? We have not been hoarding wine. And neither should you. You don't understand. We have no intention to hoard. We are down to the half-sour plonk put down in 93. When it rained so much, the wine was mostly water. We're suffering a great deal. Oh, I have no doubt that your companions are suffering, if such is your company. Drink the 93 and pray for a good old water-to-wine miracle. Or use it as stoke repellent. In any case, we have nothing more to give, and you are hardly in need compared to everyone else. Have you not heard of the hoarding that's been rampant since the stortification began? I did amass an unholy quantity of rags for the chamber pot when this all started. Exactly the kind of practice that is... it's, it's, it's creating shortages. There have been tremendous runs on the rags. Why in the world are you all hoarding rags? This plague doesn't give you the runs, it gives you the stoats. Now get thee from my gates, ninny hammers. Oh, take care, my dear Lafrain, of yourself and of these fortunate fools, if you can. Speaking of fortunate fools, mother, tell me, has this pestilence spread to Goran's lands? If they are in need, we should be with them. The pestilence has not reached your people yet. Indeed, you are wise not to travel further. Well, there's some good news. Take care, mother. I will visit again once all this madness is done. Come, Corrington. Abbas, you can't send us from this place of worship in God's name. Of course we can. God is long distance. He knows where you've been. Now go home. Let's turn this horse around. God, I can't believe it. My lord, do not bewail your lack of wine. No, no, my lord, I have something much more potent for you. What are you selling? Relics, my lord. Here I present you St. Kilda's middle finger. Still fully fleshed out, sure to cause eight hours of intoxication when uncurled. Ugh. Or how about you, lovely lady? A finger to guard you against the plague? It would be a pity if someone so beautiful as you were to be turned into a stoat. I appreciate your offer, but you can keep your hands to yourself. Well, what of you, brother? Do you share your lady's confidence? In God, yes. In you, no. Look. Brother, all I'm saying is that a vial of the blood of St. Jerome wouldn't go amiss in these wretched times. Are you seriously telling us we should drink saint blood? What a ghoulish thing to say. Yes. I wish Nolwyn were here. This is a magical plague, so it must come from the devil. So the only cure is to drink something holy. It's only logical. And that's really blood. 
I can assure you, brother, this is the most genuine and true saint blood gathered from the actual site of St. Jerome's martyrdom. St. Jerome wasn't martyred. He died of natural causes. It's practically the same thing. It really isn't. I should shut you down on grounds of fraud. You can't shut me down. I'm an essential service. Hardly. I am the lord of these parts and... What's this? Is he interfering with your business too? I'll have you know that mirror you sold me the other day to ward against the stare of the stone has worked wonders. How glad I am to hear that, Dennis. Can I interest you in a tonic made from the rusty tears of St. Amphibalus? But, but not a moment ago. That was Jerome's blood. Yeah! Ah, was that a sheep's bladder of holy water? Ah. Be gone from my gates, lest I bless you a third time. Ingenious, I should make a profit on those. Well, you can never be too careful when it comes to stoats. Dennis, do you know where I might acquire several hundred bladders? If you come with me, I could probably find you a great deal. Oh, for the love of God and all the rusty weeping saints. I hope we've seen the last of them. And still nothing to drink for all the rusty weeping saints. A deficiency that truly brings tears to my eyes. <sighs> Let's go. Homebrew it is, then. It's not like we have much else to do. these young people, trapped inside with no one but each other to turn to in these troubled times. Just you watch. Nine months hence there will be an abundance of babes left in the conveniently cradle-shaped branches of that ash tree. Or, considering that particular trio, maybe not. Nolwen? Oh, good, you're still human. We were starting to wonder. What took you so long? Our epic quest for wine. Which failed. Epically. To think, I've been here mixing medicines for every ailment under the sun while you've been gallivanting through the countryside, exposing yourselves all for the sake of a drink. Then again, drinking water can be more dangerous than wine. True, but that's what the medicines are for. It was a foolhardy plan and you'll be fine without wine. It wasn't a plan. I'll show them. Am I not lord of the finest vineyards in all of Britain? I'll make the best possible wine in the history of wineries. Branick, what's the easiest thing to brew? How should I know that? The abbess said to go for a water-to-wine miracle. So obviously you're the first person I thought of. You must have some experience with monks and their secret recipes. Yes, but they're secret. I will not tell a soul. Well, I do know a recipe, handed down from the pagan priests of ancient Rome, said to come from the god Bacchus himself. I can tell you, in the strictest confidence, mind you, it is the finest wine ever to grace the human palate. Well, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound half bad. But imagine the talk if I were implicated in this blasphemy. If word of this gets back to the Archbishop, he will personally kill me. And if he kills me, Lord Corentin, I promise you that I will track you down and make your life intolerable. As a ghost. He won't know a thing. I swear on the soul of my ancestor Corentin I, 
also known as Corentan the Tight-Lipped despite being utterly soused. Blaspheme away, my good man. We'll need some vats, some wormwood. Oh, and we'll need to let it sit for at least a year. Or five. I can't wait that long. Isn't there any way to speed its progress? Well, I have heard an intriguing rumor, but it has never been tried. It's somewhat dangerous. Well, that's a risk we'll have to take. Let us be forever remembered as genius vintners. Or desperate fools. We will need to bring this vat to the tallest tower of the castle and wait for a thunderstorm. This is a sure sign that God loves us. Or hates us. By God, this is a wet business. All right, Corentin, with me. Step, step right, right, step, step left, left, and hop, hop, hop. Step right, step left, and hop, 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 hop. hop, hop. It burns! It burns! I'm dying! Uh, no, wait. Actually, I'm fine. The vat is still intact! Do we dare taste this ambrosia? My lord, it's still sparking. Oof! It smells like... Medicine. Oh dear, this is no good. Perhaps we should add a lemon. Or some olives. Why not both? Now, for someone to taste this. Aha, Gurin! Come try a drop of our newest concoction. What is this? I call it a quarantini. Huh. Well, I can definitely say that this particular smell will forever make me think of you. Here goes. <coughs> oh, God. Are you trying to poison me? Not trying, no. And certainly not succeeding. What in hell's name have you done? I don't know. I followed the recipe to the letter. We added all the right ingredients. Granted, we didn't seal it away in a sea cave haunted by a thousand ghosts. But we stuck it down the haunted oubliette, and that ought to amount to the same thing. Are you saying you put in the wrong spirits? It's most dispiriting. But perhaps all is not lost. Perhaps you could serve it to the masses. Corentine, if we serve this at a mass, it'll be everyone's last supper. The fumes alone are noxious enough to choke a man. Perhaps we could use this as a stone repellent. That stench will certainly convince people to keep their distance. I'm not dousing myself in Quarantan's putrid perfume. Ugh. It's only herbs. Oh no. Norwin approaches. Quick, hide the wine. Has anyone seen my medicines? What medicines? You didn't. Those herbs were supposed to be used for ointments. But what we're making is practically medicinal. Sure to kill anything, except Gurren. Perhaps it'll sanitize the hands when applied topically. And what, pray tell, are you going to do if you become ill in this crisis when the doctors and the wise women and village idiots are already too busy looking after the stoats to bother looking after you? Well, usually I would say drink, but... Go on. Say it. You're going to come to me. And you are going to work. Wonders. Goodness no, I'll leave the miracles to Brannock. I'm just going to apply basic common sense. A rare commodity, the miracles, sometimes. Do you think if I called it a panacea, the peasants would buy my quarantinis? Case in point. 
medicines, poisons, the only difference is one of dosage, and Latin rituals on a tower top in a storm. Brother Brannock, just out of curiosity, what were we chanting? I don't know what I'm doing, but I have faith in the flavor, so let there be smiting on my behalf. Somehow I suspect that's really not what you said. Well, it can also mean I am ignorant, but I have faith. I taste, therefore, sacrifice to me. I think. To be honest, I'm not sure which one it's meant to be. Mostly, I'm glad we weren't smitten. And so, Tuzan, my scribe, take note. For generations to come, let it be remembered. When your lord risks his life and limb for your inebriation, it is with the greatest courtesy that you should laud his efforts. Even if you are not smitten with the result. Oh, come, Tuzan, you know you love me. Only in the most amicable sense, sir. But you'll never get that in writing. Thank you for listening to Quarantine and Quarantine, featuring David Lone as Quarantine, Sandra Mills as Lefren, Chris Langton as Gurren, Julia Wilson as Nolwyn and the Relic Merchant, and Karen Murray Bergquist as Brannock. This episode also featured Aaron Scawthorne as Chazin, Patrick Lewis as Elouan and the Porter, James Din as Dennis the Peasant, and Caroline Bowden as the Abbess. The episode was written by Aaron Scawthorne and Karen Murray Bergquist, and the music was written and performed by Sophie Resnick. You can find us on Instagram at Quarantine in Quarantine, and a link to our coffee page is in the description below. We do not recommend attempting to brew wine on top of a tower during a thunderstorm, and we cannot answer for the results if you try this. As far as we are aware, the use of holy water balloons is not endorsed by any faith. Thank you.